0: Cutting-edge guests, awesome, uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter—kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. Over to you, my girl, and congratulations on your book. Look forward to getting it. And the number one best-selling author, award-winning author. Here we go. Brand new, minted.
1: Oh Thank my god, you for, for being back. It, it, I I found out that the actual writing of the book was the easiest part. (laughs) (laughs) It took me 20 years to write. Um, Yeah, Roots was amazing, again, um, because I have extreme ADD and I could never sit still. And that product was amazing because it really allowed me to focus in and sit for hours at a time. I'm five months, six months of writing nonstop.
0: Everybody welcome back to the Sovereign Soul show and I've got handsome Skrgunan over here just like they say in the media Queen Nunz right so no it's S-D-Anon. he's back so grateful and he's about 6 weeks post op right now so he is laid up we really appreciate it remember this man is a father a husband he's working he's doing all this on the side so no excuses you can at least get awake and go and grab some stuff and on top of that, he's recovering from a major surgery on his back and grateful to have him back here. It's been a few months, brother. Welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Tribe from Woke, Coover, Canada.
2: Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it a lot. So, and I am about, I want to highlight, I'm about 10 weeks now from my oh. recovery period. But at the same time, you know, that first 90 days is, is, an adventurous time it's a challenging time it's an arduous time but it's gone really really well for me so the folks out there if anyone's worried about that or concerned about that please don't be um it's been it could not have gone better to this point and it's only going to keep getting better from here
0: Yep, that's awesome you're doing all the right things too and you're surrounded with the right people including the family at homes beautiful mate um so we're, we uh, sg and i in the pre-chat folks we said we're just going to kind of freewheel it with what's going on with the, the things around the globe and. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it today or yesterday or you heard about it. You know, Ricardo issued a final phase, nine-minute video, to Australia One Party saying, we're in the final phase of the fall of cabal in Australia. Here's what we need to do as Australians in waking up. So that's, that's quite promising. And about two weeks ago when he was on here, he had just shared with um, Australia One and everybody openly Somebody had said, "Hey, the chemtrails—we need to worry." He goes, "Don't worry about it. The good guys are up there taking over the bad guys' operation, and people like you and I, humans, are flying crafts that are extraterrestrial. So don't worry about it. Focus on Australia." That's kind of a nice little lead-in, I guess, as we freewheel today. I'm curious on your on your thoughts and your perspective on how things are going where you are
2: in America. Well, you know, I think things are going really, really well, right? Um, and it's worth highlighting that I think worldwide, we are all sort of entering into these final periods, these final phases. Um, president Trump has said multiple times in the last, um, certainly over the last several weeks, couple of months, really t- to this point, that this is a final battle. Um, he's used the term final battle, um, talk about, it's going to be us or the deep state, right? This is this sort of rhetoric. It's, um, very much like a commanding general to, uh, you know, an army of soldiers. It's, it's us or them. Um, and this is go time. And so we've really seen that um, kicking off in the last four to six weeks. We look at things like the summit that Russia had um, economically in St. Petersburg last month, um, the different visits, the multiple visits that have happened from the U.S. fake deep state actors in um, the U.S. defunct corporation government going over to China, um, embarrassing themselves, embarrassing the cabal, embarrassing themselves in front of the uh, the premier of the Chinese um, you know, patriots, if we want to call them that. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that have a hard time separating Xi from the Chinese Communist Party. But if you look into the lineage, you look into the history, there there's some very real reasons I think we could be suspect of Xi, um, mean, you know, meaning as far as the Communist Party is concerned, and we could look at him as a possible turnover, a double agent, if you will, someone who um, is more interested in just returning um, the proper glory and the proper control to the, ch- the people of China and the Chinese heritage, right, in the same fashion that all of us around the world want our governments back. We want our land back. Um, we want our, our territorial integrity back, our sovereignty back. These are, these are sort of universally relevant um, things for everyone. And I do think that Xi is one of those individuals that is a double agent. But regardless, coming back to what I was saying before I get too far on that tangent, we've got a lot of things that are going on. Which show that this alliance, and then an, in an espionage warfare sense, is really working overtime, um, and the the black hats even more so. The remaining black hats around the world even more so, trying to keep up with what's happening. Uh, President Putin and Russia just today struck the port of Odessa with cruise missiles on the Black Sea and destroyed more than seventy thousand tons of Ukrainian stockpiled fuel for the military. So you're talking about all these American-made Bradleys and all of these British-made troop transports and different, um, air force capability, you know, these drones, they run on fuel. So you're talking about really incapacitating a lot of equipment. Um, that's not, It's probably not the largest Depot that we've seen struck in the war so far, but it's certainly a very large amount of fuel. Um, and this worth noting that this happened just a few days after the grain deal was, uh, canceled and discontinued by Russia and Russia made a statement, look, the port of Odessa is no longer safe. Um, so it's, they're very plain about what they're doing. Putin has, respo- has uh, promised um, additional retaliation and response for what happened on the bridge of Crimea. It is extraordinarily unlikely that a Ukrainian um, operation, self-contained operation by itself, was able to bypass uh, Russian aquatic marine and naval defense um, measures to actually end up destroying that bridge. You would need very advanced electronic warfare capability to jam those sorts of early detection systems. Um, I think it's possible that we see that we see it come out that um, when when Ukraine pulls these attacks off, like the ridiculous um, drone attack on Moscow, right, that was shot out of the sky um, or the different ones that happen in the southwest of the country and and certainly within the Crimea and the areas and these contested areas in Ukraine um, or in the Ukrainian countryside, I think we're going to see it come out that NATO assets, the White House, Um, western governments have really been you know doing everything except actually pulling the trigger right we've we've bought we bought the ammo we bought the gun we bought everything that was necessary we put it in their hands we trained them on it we showed them how to do it the only thing they did was actually pull the trigger Um, and so in that way that makes us active parties to that conflict right and Russia has already come out at least once within the last three months and said that as far as it, as far as they're concerned, um, if diplomatic members of a government, if civilian members of a government um, in the West are enabling this conflict in Ukraine and are participating um, in this conflict in Ukraine and furthering that conflict or in making it more difficult for the Russians to accomplish what they what they wish to accomplish, that the Russians will relabel them as a legitimate military target, um, and this has been stated a couple of times, most recently by Dmitry Medvedev, where he directly addressed. The British Minister of Defense and essentially said, Don't make yourself, don't make your government um, a legitimate military target. We're trying to keep this as self contained as we can. Um, and so we, we've noted that's sort of the back and forth that's going on. And we're, we're witnessing, I think, an escalation period for that war. Um, the NATO states are coming into this, whether we like it or not. They're attempting to fast track um, Ukraine's membership into NATO. I think it's unlikely that that will happen, um, but it's very possible. Um, on the other side that we could see an irregular warfare move and maybe they ram through something just to inflame Russia. Um, if you really want to get a hold of the people's attention in the United States, for example, Um, go ahead and tell everyone that we're entering into World War III when nobody wants this war. And and 95% of the American population is against American involvement in Ukraine, period, regardless of political affiliation. They consider it an internal matter with Russia and Ukraine, and it's primarily, if anybody's concerned, it's a concern of those nations only in Eastern Europe. So we're watching what's going on right now. Um, And when we look at how that ties into things like uh, the Trump rallies, the rhetoric getting stronger. The Truth uh, Social shares getting stronger and more overt. Um, just recently, President Trump shared uh, WWG1WGA on his Truth Social profile, right? Um, so we know that there so this is a this is an um, an advancing situation. I guess is a way to put it a progressive situation, and we don't really know what's to come next. But it is very exciting to be watching these things play out. Um, and to and to know that, you know, the conspiracy theorists out there, the ones who sort of saw through all the muckety muck knew what was coming. Um, you weren't wrong and you're getting vindicated daily. Right. And as we watch this process continue to unfold, I expect those vindications to get more dramatic and um, a greater impact. No, it was definitely. And uh,
0: to, to the, that point and also in Ukraine and the conspiracy theorists getting vindication, RFK, is on video, and I just did a show on this one today as part of the inserts of the video, where he's saying that we know that in the bio labs in Ukraine, they were ethnically targeting certain races. And with COVID, there are papers that have surfaced where we have found that they are targeting Caucasians and blacks with COVID. And the least susceptible to COVID were Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese his words on video right no no secret that was scrubbed from the web and has resurfaced now and i think it's really doing a great job to wake up the normies and i i like to go back to a point you made earlier about the sovereignty of nations and territory because we look at nations right i grew up lived in one joined the canadian infantry you know throw grenades fire rocket launchers shoot guns right on um I thought did that thinking, hey, you know what, we're going to go overseas and we can do our part to fight against evil. So many of the shows you've been on with some of our circle folks, the same thing, right? But when we look at it now, the Commonwealth of Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Ireland, Scotland, under that, and all other territories as well, what does it look like to be sovereign? Because those were if we don't believe the Tartaria history, and we put that on this table for a moment, what will it look like for Canada to be sovereign? Because we've been talking about, at least myself and Janine Morgeot and one or two others, um, for the better part of a year going, it would be awesome that Canada becomes part of the restored USA Republic, right? And then maybe it has somebody who kind of oversees that and in a way, right, but no longer a prime minister. Have you had any... in? intelligence to that effect? And what sovereignty would look like worldwide for other nations separate of what we've seen in Zimbabwe, for example?
2: Well, you know, the question is a really fantastic question, but I gotta admit, Brad, it's probably above my pay grade a little bit. Um, sovereignty, I think in the image that it actually takes in the form that it takes is probably gonna be a process to, until we get back to actual true self-governance none of us really realized that over the last 150 to 200 years, we never really made the decisions. We were given such a long leash that it looks like we made the decisions. Um, it, we we were watching what was happening in our lives. We were watching what was happening in our governments. They tracked closely enough with what the vast majority of the population at any given time was uh, sort of thinking whether or not it was accurate. Um, and they've always had control of the information. So, you know, as we disintegrate through, um, the death of this structure, you know, it's possible that we enter, you know, a situation where a world war three style event forces coordinated alliances of nations, right. To come together and establish some sort of interoperational chain of command, chain of control. That's, that's the same thing that happened in world wars one and two. And especially with the international cooperation post those conflicts, I think we see something very ceremonial and um, um, expansive and broad as it pertains to this current conflict um, post-conflict along those veins, but that's another story for another time. I think what happens at the end of the day is different nations around the world, different operational theaters around the world come into an agreed-upon chain of command and organizational cooperation, and we go through a process of returning sovereignty in individual nation states in an, in a public, ceremonial, legal fashion. Um, The Republic of the United States being sort of refounded, that's really a big portion of this operation, right? Because that entire entity was usurped and removed from the world stage between 1861 and 1874, 1875. Um, So that return, the return of that particular nation, that's going to be, I think, very um, ceremonial in this process. Um, Giving the Commonwealth realms actual true sovereignty for the first time ever, because they never really had it, right? Um, we were always sort of tied up with um, being subservient in some respects, especially in the legal senses, to the British Crown and what the British Crown uh, and the United Kingdom sort of on its uh, on its whole um, wanted us to be doing for the you know the geopolitics and the arrangements and things around the world. So I don't know as how that process will actually look in process, but I can't imagine that it. it sort of is like a light switch where things just randomly change, right? We have to learn about this republicanism form of government. We have to put it into practice and put it into action. We have to understand the difference, I think, between common law, natural law, constitutional law, law of the land, and this other idea, this other interpretation of law, which is maritime and admiralty law, law of the seas, and you have no personal rights. And that's really what it boils down to, right? Maritime law is wartime law for, for being fought on the open seas, um, you don't have rights and that's that sort of a system you do have rights in a territorial land based system um, and we're moving from one to the other so you know this this sort of question i think i had lieutenant colonel Bozzi ask this on a broadcast we had as well it was a, it was a phenomenal question it was well it was well posed well placed it was well founded i think a i think a military alliance and a military cooperative becomes public first before we see return of different governmental areas i think the governments ad- in this process as we go through this process we will be stood down or we will be forced to submit and that may happen all at once that may happen as we go through the process further and further right as we continue to um, wage that war of attrition that scorched earth and we recapture you know this fort and that fort and this hill um, but we really don't know but i do think we will see them put into submission I think we will have a transitory period in many of the nation states in the Western world, especially especially in the NATO bloc of nations, um, because they'll be the last ones to be fully dealt with. And the return of these nations to their rightful owners and, and the return of the nation of China to their rightful owners and India and, and things of that nature, um, I think is, is going to occur with quite a bit of pomp and quite a bit of national pride in those areas. Um, and how that looks moving on from that, I think, is anybody's guess, but it's going to be a very important pivotal moment in time.
0: Yeah, it's quite exciting, right? I mean, you say this quite a, a bit in every one of your files, you know, it's an exciting time to be live and it's a wonderful message for people to be reminded that despite the day to day and what may be seen, you're, you're finally having so much awareness come to the surface of people realizing just how bad it was and how bad we've had it you know it reminds me of the analogy of the free range chicken but they might be in a four foot by four foot cage and they think everything's great because this is just the way it is but they have no idea what's outside that cage and what true freedom is and that they're being monitored and they're set up for slaughter enslavement and slaughter so the way i kind of interpret it and when i've checked into it is the sovereign aspect for the territories feels like it will be, this is kind of the new Canada, but you're adopting the Republic type nature of sovereignty, which the USA Republic was originally started for, as well as the other ones. And this is kind of the way that I see it. I can't sit here and say somebody's handed me a document, SG, and especially to the audience and said, hey, Brad, here, by the way, this is what's going on. But in that transitory period you reference, It feels like this is what we need because you've got an entire coming together of society and those aspects of society which are realizing they were that chicken in the proverbial cage, so to speak. And now you're tasting freedom and we have to allow the righteous anger and the indignation to purge. We definitely have to see um, some vengeance, you know, but with law and order in place to make sure that you see the rightful retribution and justice that's being served, and then kind of settling that down, let the dust settle, so to speak, on what goes forward and how do we operate as a global economy and a global society. And I'm reminded of a post that uh, the Commander-in-Chief Trump made just a few weeks ago, and it was a beautiful video, about the 250 year celebration of the usa republic and i'm certain you've seen this and i'll reiterate it here for the audience who may not have but the gist of it was president trump is saying that from 2025 to 2026 we will celebrate an entire year of our nation and have state fairs and he told all the states and all the people be ready for tourism it's going to be a great year get ready for an influx the economy is going to come back Because we're going to celebrate America across every state and showcase the uniqueness and the beauty of every one of those states and state fairs. So I think that, you know, potentially also could be a signal to the rest of the world that this is where the celebration comes and unites it. And also a chorus song, if you will, you know, for people to rally behind that. We know that by this time, July 4, 2025, it's over and it's full on celebration and we come together. Again, some of this is intuitive. Some of this is from some of the conversations I've seen and a few of the things that I've read We well,
2: you know it's interesting about that and it's worth it's worth keeping in mind that because this is an espionage war, because this is an irregular worldwide conflict that will go hot, you know, publicly before it's all over, but may not have to go hot for weeks and months on end. And logically, logic almost dictates that it, it really shouldn't if we wanna preserve, you know, sort of the fabric of civilization, but that's a philosophical discussion. But yeah. if we just wanna extra- extrapolate some linear logic here, President Trump referred to this event, you know, from really it was like Memorial Day and then June, July of 2025, That are in that arena, starting up in that time frame and then going all of the way to Independence Day of 2026, right? So we're talking about a minimum of 12 to maybe 13 and a half, 14 months total. Um, If those celebrations were to begin, assuming at the latest point, July 4th of 2025, that is only eight months out, I think, at that point from the the supposed election of November 2024. I think more time would be required to um, dispense with the type of uh, public unveiling and public justice that we're all talking about before we arrive at that point. So uh, extrapolating from that logic, it seems like the, in the year 2024, we would need to heat this conflict up to uh, a very significant portion, if not this year, you know, ramping things up and getting them in getting them going in that direction. Um, because a celebration like that, I don't think it's going to be isolated to just the United States of America. I think we're talking about a worldwide Um, You know, like Will Smith in the Independence Day movie, a worldwide celebration of throwing off an an evil that posed an existential threat to all of us everywhere on on, on what amounts to a pretty equal basis, right? Atmospheric-based weaponry can strike anywhere in the world and can be unbelievably cruel and effective. Same thing with WMDs and different things that these individuals have used at the top to hold our nations, (coughs) excuse me. Our nations here at home and abroad in other areas of, of the world just completely hostage, right? And no one was able to do anything about it. Um, so that's kind of a celebration, bringing back the World's Fair. He's talking about ten uh, freedom cities, um, you know, which I imagine is going to be a, in, included in this quantum leap in the American standard of living and really the standard of living of the world. Um, you know, this is really important rhetoric from the Commander in Chief because. What he's telling us is that there is an operational design at play. There is a finish line here. Uh, This is not a permanent, excuse me, limbo that we're in until we figure things out. This is the execution of a plan. This is the execution of a period of time to drain the swamp everywhere. Q comes right out and says drain the swamp means much more than Washington, D.C. We're talking about a worldwide deep state. And if we can take them out everywhere, if we can get them this time, If we can isolate them, target them, apprehend them and dispense with them all around the world in a very short period of time, then we will never have to deal with them again because they will not be able to reestablish themselves. It's sort of like killing the infection before it's able to spread to another organ or another area of the body, right? If you get it all, excuse me, (coughs) excuse me. If you get it all in one go, all in one broad spectrum attack, and you get, ab, you know, every bit of it, then you don't have to deal with it again. And I think that's the prize here. And I think that's the celebration we're really referring to.
0: Yeah, That's pretty wild. And um, I feel that there's some of that going on everywhere around the world. And in, in just in the last week with the conversations I've had with uh, members, active members of the Canadian military and uh, doctors, nurses who were pushed out. Um, and it's still, in British Columbia, you know, if you're spreading COVID misinformation, because this is kind of one of those um, cauldrons of the genetic bioweapon, as Florida has so well wonderfully stated it and is hopefully going to be signing into law soon, the biological and technological weapon of the COVID mRNA vaccine, right? That was just July 12th when the GOP party met in Brevard County to vote on it. The vote was passed and they're sending it to Governor DeSantis's desk to sign into law to make the distribution and the taking of any, just as extrapolating on this for anybody who's watching and, and didn't see the show we did yesterday, at SG. Um, anybody who's taking it or distributing it in the state of Florida, it is illegal because they're an MR classified as an mRNA bioweapon and technological weapon right now. And so back to Canada, where it is still in British Columbia, they have it that if you speak out against it and you are a healthcare professional, they can pull the license and threaten you with six months in jail and a $250,000 fine penalty. We already know they're taking our bank accounts away and they will continue to do it. And they set off Trudeau in Latvia just recently to meet with Canadian troops. And those Canadian troops, their equipment is so out of date, they've had to pay out of pocket to buy their own helmets believe it or not, in Latvia, from Amazon, they're Canadian troops. And they have to buy their own food on their own credit cards because the infrastructure is not set up. Yet Trudeau, or whoever is playing Trudeau, showed up and gave a speech talking about misinformation and why we need to be vigilant against misinformation in front of a bunch of troops. And I feel that was kind of a throwback to what we saw with um, the character playing uh. Sloppy Joe Biden, Peter, Peter, a little while ago, maybe it was last year this time, where he's going overseas, he's speaking to American troops, and he's just blabbering and blithering on, and those troops are looking at him like, we have real world problems, and we have things that we don't like about you, and doing that. And this, by the way, sends ripple waves through the community. And we just had here on the weekend in Cloverdale, British Columbia, um, thousands of people, which the likes before, never seen, never come together. And it wasn't just simply on no vast, no mandates, none of this. It was we are done. We want to form a Western Republic. And those drums have been beating for over a year between Alberta and B.C. to separate from the Canadian federal government. So it's really interesting to see that here going all along and getting out that message out into the world because it's a unified cause where everybody is now on the children, on the economy, on their family and on their health. You finally see people banding together. So I wanted to both put that into your awareness and for comment, as well as share that to other people who have not heard about this as of yet. Because I feel that is extremely inspirational um, in terms of people just saying, F this enough is enough. I'm just going to paraphrase it that way. And they're actually doing something.
2: Well, and you just, you literally stole the words right off of my tongue. They're actually getting up and they're doing something about it. We have spurred the patriots to action, right? We are finally at a point community wise. We, the people rise pretty much everywhere around the world where there is a, we're all mostly awake. And then of that awake faction, there is a significant portion that are so catalyzed and so on fire. And so just lit up at night, they can't sleep. They can't eat. Um, They have to do something about it, and we're seeing that occur, and we're seeing things like what you just described, movements and things like that cropping up everywhere. One of the things that's happening in the United States, and it's happening in more areas than it's really getting any sort of media attention Excuse me, is this idea of leveraging the um, Constitution of the United States to impanel grand juries? And we can do that as uh, citizens here in the United States of America. We're able to form uh, a state based um, militia. And it's worth highlighting that a state based militia does not have to be a militarized force and oftentimes is not a militarized force. Um, a militia is simply a term for an, a constitutionally approved group of citizenry that can carry out law enforcement if law enforcement is compromised or incapable or incapacitated, right? Um, back in the in the days of the old American West, for example, it was mainly the sheriff, the deputies, and any local militia of the town or the county or the municipality in those areas that kept law and order. And if the sheriff or the deputies weren't able to fulfill those duties, then the, the militia was recognized as the fallback for those sorts of things. And so we're seeing different grand juries in different states around the United States of America that are actually taking up evidence um, impaneled by uh, you know legally lawful authoritative bodies um, of citizen groups that are looking at things like the COVID crime, uh, the biological terrorism crime, the funding of different groups, the exchange of money and the money trails, right, and where these, where these things go. Um, election interference and certainly treason as it pertains to 2020, but also other elections, right? The videographic evidence that surfaced from the 2018 election with the Kentucky governor in the United States um, or different evidence that has surfaced in different places from the 2022 midterms. We know Arizona is the biggest one, but there were several other states that also had um, what they felt to be completely um phony rigged elections in that cycle as well. It affected a lot of patriots down at there at that grassroots community level in those areas. And so we're seeing these sorts of actions uh, being taken by the citizens really at the community level. And the community levers of power are really important. We're, co- we're going back to a system where those levers of power will be the primary areas where we exercise control. We'll get guidance from things like the state legislatures and the federal government um, we'll get, we'll, there will absolutely be some laws right, that have to be adhered to at all different levels, but I guess what I'm saying is the amount of law and the amount of influence and control and, and centralized force, if you will, coming from the top down is really sort of going to invert itself in the new system. In our communities, we're going to decide how we want things to be done. And then a, a band of communities across a very large region becomes a province or a state, right? And in those areas, they generally agree on how how they want things to be done. And we're going to see that process play out moving forward. And it's very heartening to see um, and hear about things like what you're referring to and other things with these grand juries and um, legislature in the, the Florida House and in other areas like Texas outlawing. Um, Digital currency that's not backed by assets, right? So we're witnessing these things happening and they're setting us up for a pivot to a better system, a better way of life. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that Q said it had to be this way. We had to organically change the system from the ground up in order to have something um, to put in place, right? When when this old system finishes crumbling at the very top and, and, and sort of collapses in on its own weight, there has to be something to sustain all of us. And without our participation over the last three to five years, that would not have been possible.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And so for people who are tuning into this in SG for the first time right now, this is a gentleman who's been an amazing decoder and An independent research and investigator since August of last year is coming up on basically a one-year anniversary, if if I'm correct, on that timeline. Is that right?
2: That is correct. I've researched for a long time, but I've really only come out and shared that research since August of last year. And if you look at the resonance of of that message and other messages like it, I think think we could say that we're well past um, sort of an event horizon for this awakening train. And at this point, it's just how far can we go?
0: Yeah, most definitely. And there's a couple of key points I'd like to bring to people's awareness in case you haven't heard about it here. I'm, I'm, I know you are aware of the name, Pastor Artur Pawlowski in Calgary, and he's the famous pastor in Calgary who he and his brother grew up in communist Poland. They fleed to Canada and he set up a church and he was keeping the church doors open. Many pastors, by the way, in Canada did do this. He was more or less got viral when the RCMP and the Calgary police and the Alberta Health Department are showing up during church service in 2021. And he's allowing all faiths to come in. He's keeping it open because it's minus 20 in Calgary. And People need heat and food and soup. And this man and his people are helping. And he's got them on video. He's saying his private property get out and they're threatening him. And then they did arrest him multiple times. He's facing right now 10 years in prison as a sentence to come up because he gave a sermon at the Coots, Alberta border crossing during the Canadian Freedom Convoy. It was about a 21-minute video. This it was part sermon, part inspiration. And he's being tried by Alberta, the province, under as its first test of the Domestic Terrorism Act. And they also arrested four farmers. They're infamously known as the Coots Four, kind of like the Proud Boys you have in America in January 6th. These farmers for being at that farm, uh, that freedom uh, convoy protest in Coots, Alberta. We have the RCMP, where it is documented and in court now that they trespassed, got onto farmers' properties, sabotaged farm equipment, hoping it wouldn't be used. Right, kind of trying to do an end run on the farmers that it wouldn't be used to block the border crossing for the convoy and the protest. And in addition to that, they planted firearms and guns and then went back to those properties, some of those properties and arrested people under weapons charges and made it all up. So we see that this is ubiquitous across the world. And this is still in the consciousness in Canada and for some of the freedom fighters because S.G. Nathaniel Pavlowski. Arthur's son, I think he's 17, 18. He's definitely no more than 20. He was over at EU Parliament along with a couple of other freedom loving, benevolent doctors like Dr. Martin giving testimony. And he compared what is happening in Canada and shared his father's story and compared it to Trudeau being a Calyuga. When he arrived back in Calgary, the mayor of Calgary and the Calgary police issued a warrant for his arrest for speaking out against Trudeau. And we have that continuing to happen here in Canada. Even now, as you and I are recording, people are getting knocks on their doors or are still being threatened with the arrest. I'm not personally aware of somebody being arrested recently in the last week or so for speaking out against the Trudeau government. So we, we it's very bifurcated. It's almost like there's still those cockroaches that are still out there those minions that are wired or maybe they've been taken over right with the technological bioweapon and they're arresting those people while the people at the top are gone and then over here you have those people you'd mentioned that are whipped into a frenzy can't eat at night can't eat can't sleep because they just want their freedom and they never want to see this happen again. And I sense that this is going on in every country, although it's really not making the mainstream media. And it's kind of up to us to share this with each other from a unification standpoint and get it out there.
2: Well, what's interesting is it is happening in every country, right? We know that it's it's well, I shouldn't say every country, but certainly in every Western world nation. Right. Every Kabbalist playground is currently experiencing the same sort of pattern. Um, there's been this very effective brainwashing, sort of low-key, low-yield mind control um, that has been leveraged for a very long time. That goes something along these lines: at one point in time, humanity was savage, but we became very civilized in the West, and we established um, self-determinative forms of government, and we threw off tyranny. And and because we are so civilized and so intellectual and so capable and so technologically advanced and so first world those sorts of tyrannies cannot visit us again. Um, It's sort of like we've eradicated them, right? Um, And that's simply not true. And we're learning now that not only was it not true, but that even the systems we thought we had broken away from the tyrannical structure were actually just given, you know, we were just given a really long leash and we didn't really realize that we were still contained within those structures. So now we're witnessing those structures throwing themselves out full bore for the entire population to see and experience. And you're right, January 6th, Um, different things like what's happening with the RCMP in Canada and other, um, you know, European nations, right? Look what's going on in France and Germany and Portugal and Spain. Um, People are being shut down and and very vehemently uh, uh, targeted. And in, in many cases attacked by this deep state apparatus that still has a middle area. And that's what this is. That's what this whole operation has been about, right? If the director of the FBI gives an unconscionable order, um, it's worth keeping in mind that you don't have to follow those sorts of things, right? If the, if the director of the CIA orders um, agents to commit a crime or orders agents to cover th- something up or to destroy something that is evidentiary and is supposed to be kept, you don't have to do those things. So the ones who choose to do those things and follow those orders, we have to outline who they are also. We have to figure out who in our communities, who in our local areas Um, Who in our spheres and our connections and our um, arenas of operation and control, right, are on our side and who are not. Um, There are good agents in the FBI, just as I'm sure there are good Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Um, There are individuals in these areas of the world or excuse me, in these societies or excuse me, in these areas of society. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, these organizations, right? These institutions that want to do right. They want to do good. They're there for people. They're there believing that they're doing something honorable. And so that also, I think, needs to be recognized and appreciated. Um, I don't think that we throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Um, we w- Ideally, what we would like would be to highlight all of the problem assets in all of these different organizations and institutions and be able to handle them relatively quickly all in one or two fell swoops, Um, and turn those agencies or institutions back over to really good constitutional um, or, you know, lawful, we we the people sort of individuals, right? And I think we will see a time where that happens. Um, At one point in time, the FBI's Financial Crimes Division was investigating the Clinton Global Initiative, Um, and we know that the FBI simultaneously ran interference – and sort of Gestapo-level deep state tactics for the Hillary Clinton campaign, the DNC, and what amounts to the extension of a foreign power into the United States government, and the FBI acted as their state police. Um, so the, you know, that's that dichotomy that I just highlighted, I think that says a lot about what's going on in the world, and we do have to go through that process of outlining who really everybody is. And the only way to truly know who someone is, is to give an order or give a directive or allow something to happen and watch what they do.
0: Yeah, awesome. Great way to flush out cockroaches, parasites, and then, you know, the cream rises to the top, so to speak. And and absolutely, you know, there's good and bad everywhere, you know, from the school boards to the health clinics, every institution, every level and form of governance. And then we get back to self-governance, which is sovereignty, it's God's law, And that's where we're going. Uh, We just saw last week, too, on July 13th, a real nice little win in the Ripple crowd where we kind of see the SEC, three-letter agency, beginning to falter in public with everybody right now. And to bring that to everybody's consciousness and awareness, the SEC two years ago, a little over two years ago, actually, it was December 2021, I believe it was the 22nd, too, that they launched a, a lawsuit against Ripple. Or their digital asset known as XRP, and when they launched that lawsuit, Bitcoin went to the moon, so to speak, because XRP was number two in terms of trading and value, and XRP plummeted. Well, now what we've seen that's come out in court, the CCP and JPMorgan Chase are 40% owners of Ethereum. And we go back to Ethereum in 2014, they classified Ripple as a security, Ripple's XRP is a security, hence the lawsuit, $200 million in fines. Brad Garlinghouse, CEO of Ripple, has said, or excuse me, $200 million in legal fees so far is what he said They Ripple has paid out to fight this in the SEC. And what the Judge Torres issued in the Southern District of New York last week was... XRP does not meet the Howey test, so it's not defined on the retail side as a security because you don't know the buyers, but on the institutional side, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, any institution in the United States that bought XRP, it's classified as a security. Therefore, anybody that is launching a Bitcoin fund like BlackRock just recently did, a Bitcoin fund in the United States, we know who BlackRock is. Therefore, now that test has to apply to them because the SEC did not say Bitcoin was security. So I, I feel this is kind of a nice waving the flag to the banging the drums to Nasara jasar in a public way to people of what's about to come as we continue to flesh these out. Anything from the financial side and uh, comments on that as well. Of course, SG, that you feel you you're prepared to share with the world on what may be coming uh, this fall? Because you and I are in the same ilk. We know the system has changed in the background. Now it's to start allowing the quote unquote normies to awaken to it.
2: Well, you know, it's fascinating, right? Because the financial side of this military operation is perhaps one of the most sensitive, i I want to highlight for everyone out there, and I say this on every broadcast, and I really try to hammer this point home. When they lose control of the financial world and their ability to manipulate the exchange of value, they lose perhaps what has been the largest artillery piece in their arsenal thus far. Um, If you can't beat a country into submission, a country like Russia, for example, what do you do? You crash the Soviet economy. Um, If you can't beat Excuse me. A country like China into submission. What do you do? You manipulate the government and you institute a um, sort of like a a feudalism, serfdom style communist economy, right? And then you um, ensure that you leverage that economy through trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debts that will never be able to be repaid. People people talk about the national debt here in the United States. The national debt of the Chinese economy is far worse. Um, The China is really sort of like a middleman right from the cabal to the United States to suck out, to suck away um, the economic clout that the United States of America has always offered. And they've been hyper effective at doing so. So when we look at this idea of resetting value exchange in the world, what BRICS is doing right now, what the summit in Durban, South Africa next month is likely to bring, what happened in St. Petersburg last month. Um, what has been going on around the world with the central banks, and especially the central banks in the NATO nations, the very large bank failures, the um, um, what appears to be insolvency of Deutsche Bank, but it hasn't, you know, fully come public yet. But they have been w- stopping withdrawals. Right, same sort of thing happening with the Bank of England. Um, same sort of thing happening in localized areas with JPMorgan Chase here in the United States. They're actually preventing. Uh, monetary withdrawals in these areas. And so one has to say, well, why is that? Um, They would only be doing something like that if there was an existential crisis that existed in the financial world. And we know that transitioning the financial world from a world of debt slavery um, to a world of prosperity and sovereignty and personal asset control, that's not as easy as flipping a switch. And I think that I could go so far as to say that we've tried flipping the switch at least one time in the past. And we got 9-11-2001 as a result of that. So going through this process, <coughs> excuse me, flipping the financial system, um, doing so in, inside of the legal scaffolding and the legal structure in the matrix, right? The SEC ruling, for example, and how that's going to affect um, digital assets that are acquired by large banking institutions and what sort of rules those are going to be subjected to. Um, what the CBdc fed now grab that I think is is likely to come but will not be able to hold weight simply because the government needs commerce more than the people need currency right and that's really what it boils down to. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of things transition and change in the financial world, but I think it's going to be less dramatic than we initially you know thought when we embarked upon this journey it, it does sort of make sense that we would do so in a clandestine, um, sort of one inch at a time until we take the hill, right? Um, you sort of want to get all up on the enemy, if you will, encircle the camp, infiltrate, you know, get right down to the cooks, control the kitchen, control the bathrooms. And that's when you sort of show yourself, right? You come out into the light and you take things out and you transition things over. And I think that's probably how this process is going to end up going. We've seen bank failures kicking off in the United States. It's been traveling around the rest of the world. Um, we've seen other Nations in the world putting together alliances, not just militarily, but economically, technologically, um, um, you know, research and development wise. They're sharing information with one another and not just Russia and China, but lots of other countries. Um, a good example of this is just India and Indonesia just recently outlined that they were going to settle all trade between their respective nations in only their respective currencies. Um, and this is happening all over the world with different countries and different nation states. So. You know the financial side of things. I think as we go through this process, we're seeing it change. We're seeing things fundamentally moving in the direction of um, what could be a real fork in the road. And I choose to believe that there is a fork in the road. um, One of those forks going into the totalitarian monetary control system, and the other fork going into what amounts to a quantum and free way of life. And I think that's the one that wins out in the end.
0: Oh, most certainly does. I agree with you there too. I just had to well. As you alluded to earlier, you know, President Trump had stated that we're going to build 10 new freedom cities because our national parks have so much land. And in those freedom cities, there'll be free energy. We're talking about flying cars. And about a month and a half ago, I had a gentleman in the UK on, David Selmar, and he demonstrated live on Zoom, drinking out of his glass of water. Tesla-type energy, right? But he, he and his partners actually own the patents on all this stuff now they're coming out with it where very soon people can buy this on the website what i'm about to reference but if anybody's watched the free energy show that's the title of it you know he's drinking out of a glass of water and then he puts the light bulb in the glass and the light bulb lights up off the water because they have a little thing that's screwed to a normal light bulb that comes out of the ceiling and then he takes that off and he puts another attachment on and just sitting in the air the light bulb is operating, right? So he's got that energy from the ether. And this is, even in the show, SG, he alluded to, uh, it literally stated, he goes, you know, people have been killed when they create the energy. You know, you're either bought off because they don't want this out there or they remove you. And so he and his partners are doing what they can to get it out there. And I'm sure, certain they're not the only ones right now, but it was wonderful to have that demonstration. And they shared, He's he shared rather, he and his partners have already developed battery that will run on a car, very simple modification. And that battery will last a year. Your car can go up to 160 kilometers uh, an hour and they can recharge that battery within 30 seconds. And it's just a one-time, you know, service fee to buy this thing. And it's, it retrofits to nearly every car engine that runs on petrol or diesel. Incredible. So it's all here. Incredible. At the cusp of this coming out, yeah, he's starting to make the rounds on the shows, so we can get it out there as well as keep him safe. So, but I think he is safe, you know. Personally, I think there's enough, enough of the cabal gone. Not saying they're all eradicated, but I think there's enough gone, and they have they're being distracted to focus all of their resources and purge the resources and their people and push them out in front, that we don't have to worry about this so much being so far off to come into our lives very, very shortly, probably around the time that you're going to be doing jumping jacks and um, cartwheels, you know, post recovery.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Well, absolutely. And, you know, at the risk of it, I'm just just going to disclaim out here while we're on here that I would never kill myself and that I have a very high um, mental state and I'm very looking forward to life and, and things that are coming into the future, but you're absolutely right. The fact that Mr. Selmar and others like him are getting traction, their information is getting out there, right? Gary Webb of the 1970s developed a uh, hydrogen fuel cell, (coughs) excuse me, um, engine. Actually, let me rephrase that. I I don't want to speak outside of my own expertise. It was an engine that broke down the atoms, um, the molecule of, of water from hydrogen and oxygen, separated those molecules into atoms, and then utilized the hydrogen component of that to provide internal combustion and power that car and move that vehicle forward. And he was assassinated by the CIA in 1973, I believe it was, along with his entire family. So as we look at this process of free energy, this is a major, major component. Free energy is perhaps more important than things like controlling the healthcare sector. Um, We revolutionize mankind when we realize that the earth is a battery and that we're able to tap into really what amounts to, for our intents and purposes, limitless power. Um, we're able to, you know, like, like you said, run light bulbs, run vehicles, run technology, run computer systems, run infrastructure. Um, all of this can be done right out of the air with the electromagnetism that the Earth itself emits. Um, in addition to the fact that it also charges our bodies, the electrical field that the Earth emits, um, works in perfect balance with our bodies. Our bodies are conducive. Um, they're electrically conductive, right? That's why we're 70 plus percent water. Water is highly conductive. Um, we are electrical beings with a nervous system. Every impulse in your body happens through an electrical signal. Um, and so they have sought to interrupt that right in any, in any and every way possible. So the energy discussion comes back to everything. The energy discussion comes back to our hidden history. Um, what are the pyramids, right? Well, they're giant generators. Um, What 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 is the Washington Monument? It's a frequency modulation device. It it manipulates the frequency patterns in the air. I believe it's within a ten mile square radius, which ironically is about the size of Washington DC. And so these devices are they're channeling the Earth's natural power. They're utilizing the natural um, elements that exist in our world in our realm, right? And they're use they're utilizing this already, and so. As we look at this concept of free energy, Tesla tech and things of that nature, is it, is it maybe a little bit off, you know, from where we're at right now? I think maybe so, a matter of a few years, you know, things like that. But, I mean, we're talking about – think about how absurd that even sounds to say. In the next five to ten years, we could be dealing with completely free energy and and not having to worry about paying for things like power at home or paying for things to run our power grids in cities or things of that nature. This is sort of mind-blowing just to talk about, uh, but it is very real and it's very possible. There, are, I have newspaper clippings from articles in the 1800s talking about – Um, vehicles running in the American Northeast, specifically in the Boston area, um, running on completely free energy. You know, the article, the headline of the article says runs on electricity from the air. Um, So this is a very real thing, right? And I think it's extremely exciting that we're seeing entrepreneurs like Mr. Selmar and others that are finally getting a chance to showcase the technology that they've discovered and how they've harnessed these things, right? There's been many, many um, phenomenal, incredible human beings just like Tesla, who have gone sort of forgotten in, in the annals of history, uh, maybe because they didn't have as much uh, stardom power to their namesake, or maybe because they just uh, someone got to them too early, or maybe you know something happened to them. And, and so, so the information never got out there, and it's getting out there now. And that's how I can tell you that we are absolutely winning. These individuals have a vested interest in protecting the hegemony over energy almost above all else. Um, Energy makes the world go round. And the fact that they can no longer do that tells me that they have their hands very full.
0: Indeed, right? And when you look at just this one aspect, as you were talking about free energy, no longer are you requiring dams to fill up an entire valley, drain a city. When I was doing my advanced uh, diving certificate there's a place in the st lawrence waterway off of between kingston and cornwall ontario on the canadian side it's called the three towns you can dive it and look it up and what they're raising the st lawrence waterway for both for shipping traffic and for energy you know they expropriated the land the government on both sides u.s and canada expropriated the land moved people away and then they filled it up right and now you can go dive the towns and the stop signs and the buildings, which is pretty eerie when you're down about 90 feet and you just kind of come up to a, 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 a building in a house. But it's really a really cool dive if anybody's interested in it. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to see power lines. You don't have to worry about exhaust emissions anywhere. There goes their climate hoax scandal right out the window, right? We already have Aircraft, which can harness energy from fusion reactor engines all the way to this type of energy, which David Selmar and his people have, as well as many other inventors, you know, which are using electromagnetic propulsion just simply to pull itself through the air, right? And do anti-gravitational levitation. And this is nothing new. This goes back a long way. And I remember growing up, just for anybody who's in Canada, there was a friend of mine was sharing with me earlier He's like, you remember that Ripley's Believe It or Not episode where there was a guy who had built a car powered by water and he would it would self-drive and he got out and he was able to change the tire as it went along the highway. So this is nothing new, as SG has already stated. There's clippings that go back to the 1800s and then Tartaria history is something that you sovereign souls can look up, look into Tartarian history, look into the world fairs and the history of those fairs, right? from the Cabbage Patch Kids which came out of it or to before the Great Fire of Chicago. It almost seems like there were a lot of great fires in American cities which happened around that 1800 to 1880s issue you know uh, SG. So it's real interesting to see how beautiful the cities were and then somebody knocked over or a cow knocked over a lantern and then the whole city caught fire and then they had to rebuild it from the ashes and now they have transmission and power lines instead of free energy, which J.P. Morgan seemed to have an investment in. So I just kind of leave that there as a gentle red pill for anybody who is just waking up to it as well. And um, it's about an hour here and you've got a lot going on and I want to be mindful of your time and I thank you for it. Is there anything else which comes to USG you'd like to share with people for the summertime here where you and I are in the Americas and uh, the winter months as they're entering it right now in the throes of it on the other side of the hemisphere.
2: Well, you know, wherever you're at in the world, you're affected by this, right? Wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from, these sorts of things are coming, um, are showing themselves. I shouldn't say coming because they've already been here, but they're showing themselves out to be present in our lives. Um, And there are things that we are dealing with and we're handling them. And that's that in and of itself is encouraging, right? Humanity doesn't shirk away from the mantle. Humanity doesn't step back and sort of cower down and kowtow when a very serious situation presents itself. And we're talking about the destiny of our kids and the destiny of our civilization. And I think that's really heartening and really encouraging when you think about it on its face. We've inverted just in the last five to seven years, more than three quarters of a century worth of mind control in a vast Majority of the population. I mean, you still have some sleepers out there. You still have some normies that are not willing to come around to some certain basic understandings, right? They don't want to have the conversation. They'd rather be let well alone. Their world is safe. Their job is safe. Their understandings and constructs are safe. But those are more and more eroding as people are realizing that it's not getting any better and then things are really strange and the things that are happening in Canada, like w- what you were talking about earlier, the FBI targeting parents and school boards in America, for example, right? They got a lot of people's attention. Um, the world war three issue is getting even more people's attention across all age demographics, especially the younger, the younger groups. Um, there is a 98% resistance to Uh, War in any and all forms in the younger demographic. There is just it's not tolerated anymore. Um, I think we've created a society and I think we are all um, educated and intelligent and emotionally sensitive enough to know that if there is a conflict big enough to justify nation states combating one another, that there is almost always another way that we can get what we want. We can sit down and we can actually work that out. And so people are realizing that and they're watching what's happening in the world and they're realizing that what's going on at the governmental level, what's going on at the uh, representative level, if we want to call them that, I call them the selected representatives or the selected level, um, the selected class, right? It's not in the best interests of we the people. And so political ideologies be damned if we will, um, and divisions aside, people are realizing Something has to change with the current power and the current order and the current structure, and they're doing something about it. And so I tell people out there, you know, don't forget to appreciate the forest, even though you're caught up on seeing all of the trees. Um, Don't miss the message. Don't miss the important part of what we're doing here. We We are taking back the world. We are fighting a war. We are having to put up with all this craziness, but we are fundamentally altering the consciousness of mankind and the history of our world forevermore. Um, it will never be like this again, right? This will be a moment in time that the generations of the future will look back on, and they will tell stories, and they'll talk about different things that happened, and they will appreciate very profoundly in the same way that we appreciate here in America what the founders did between you know 1772 and 1789, sort of the exact same situation, right, the world over. We will look back on these times and be very grateful of what we accomplished here um, but we don't get there without pulling you know all of us on the train together and getting there t- you know together on the other side. So if there's social issues and things that uh, you would like to clarify you know in your areas with one another, by all means, absolutely do so. Um, but we are getting more and more on the same page as one humanity with the big issues, the sovereignty, the common law, the natural law, the crimes against humanity, the the child trafficking, and the need to stop that. Biological terrorism, the COVID criminality, these are things that are not going away. And people are starting to come around to the idea that we just need to go ahead and handle these elephants in the room and then move forward together.
0: Amen to that. And 1772 to 1789, that's an interesting 17 year period right there. Good old God's number. And you are the Q News Patriot. Would you mind reminding everybody where they could find you, follow you, and connect with you and your good tribe, my friend?
2: Absolutely. So I'm on, I'm in two authentic places online. You can find me at rumble.com slash user slash Q news Patriot. Um, I'm not, I'm not actually known as SG Anon on, on rumble. Um, I'm the Q news Patriot. And then on truth social, I have an authentic red check verified profile, real SG and on. um, other ones out there on both accounts that support my name, image, and likeness, or excuse me on both platforms that support my name, image, and likeness or fakes, however flattering that might be.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Derek, our mutual friend, would say that's flattering too, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his links, uh, SG's links are down here below the description, folks. So whether you're listening to this on a podcast or you're watching this broadcast, SG, thank you so much, mate. It's been a deep honor once again, and enjoyable and enlightening uh, to have a conversation with you, and God bless you and your family and the recovery and many prayers.
2: God bless, my friend. Have a great evening. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. You bet. Folks, don't forget to uh, hit the like button and share and go check out SG's platform. I'm certain most of you are already following him. At the same time, go give it a shot. If you're brand new, you have a treasure trove of decodes and information over an SG's platform. We'll see you again next on The Sovereign's Little Show. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting-edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game-changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantum quantumceutical, an all-natural, adaptogenic nootropic, which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Godmind altogether with clean slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity pack from root altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at getrootnow.com to grab your Trinity pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the Gold Standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup Soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors, two lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there!
0: Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.